2: Radio family, good morning and welcome. It is that time once again and every weekend here on our Odyssey stations to engage in fantastic conversation. Another opportunity to do it here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Continuing, this week it is the topic, Manufacturing Renaissance Discussion. And we do this on a regular basis because, as my buddy, my pal, my brother, Joel Leonard, joins me this morning, Joel you I remember the very first time or one of the first conversations that we had about workforce development in the manufacturing sector as a whole you used a word actually three letters known as phd and many of us who got to meet you and listen to you for the very first time found out that's not typically when we refer or reference a phd it, it's not a degree in a sense but PhD stood for poor, hungry, and driven, and this was what some twenty years ago when we first engaged in conversation.
3: Yeah, and, and I've changed the word P from poor mm. to power. I like. You've got to use your power, right? Uh, you've got to. you got to uh, to be able to. Uh, persist through all this, you mm-hmm. gotta be hungry, you gotta create a desire. You can't be complacent with what you have. Right. And you've got to be driven in order to surpass the obstacles that you're facing.
2: I like that, Joel, because that is really part of a definition of what happens when progression is in place. And we have seen a lot progress in and around the Piedmont Triad. When we talk about workforce development and we talk about the manufacturing sector, we're talking Sonic, Toyota, Boom Siemens, Supersonic, Supersonic yeah. yes, and and recently Siemens, and name some other companies, feel free to chime in on this, who are really looking at North Carolina and the Piedmont Triad and surrounding areas in general to bring a lot of these manufacturing jobs that at one point Place and point in time, really left the area, and it left not only a wide unemployment void, but it also left the impression. Well, where are the jobs? Are they ever going to return to North Carolina?
3: Absolutely. It's a. It was. We let. We were the evacuation state at one point. Right. And then now we're the. Uh, destination location for doing business and North Carolina is blessed in so many ways and we have some wonderful speakers here to get into more of the details and some of the nuances I'd love uh, since we have Jason Hayes here I'd love to go ahead and get into his discussion but name some of the highlights I mean not only do we have the triad we have other parts of the state that's going to impact us we only focus on the triad Mm -hmm. but down in Pittsburgh uh, down in Chatham County I mean, you've got uh, billions of dollars being spent uh, with Wolfspeed building a, a microchip company. We've got uh, uh, other companies that are uh, coming in that are uh, that are that are going to be needing lots and lots of workers. So we've got to change our whole attitude about manufacturing, and we'll get into that now. But Jason, uh, Mayor Hayes, we had you on the program before yes. before you became mayor. And now you're a changed man. Now you can make things happen even more so than just talk about it. Just tell me what you're doing. Absolutely. Good morning and uh, welcome uh, for, back. <laughs> uh,
4: thank you so much, Renee and, and Joel. Thank you for having me here. Um, we are just uh, experiencing uh, some, some real um, manufacturing renaissance right here in Lexington. We've had uh, some significant positive growth uh, both on the housing front and and what we're talking about today in jobs uh, two, uh, we just uh, had a two year celebration uh with egger wood wood products uh, and when I'm talking about Lexington, I'm also talking about Davidson county as well and and this triad region uh, they you know they already currently have four hundred and seventy five plus employees and and plan to build upon that with their uh, North American hub, which is right here in Davidson County. Um, We also have uh, Nucor, which is the largest steel manufacturer in the United States that is currently building a plant here in Davidson County, uh, making a $300 million investment and 200-plus jobs for their regional hub here in Lexington. And then, as you mentioned, Siemens Mobility, which we announced um, now about two weeks ago, governor cooper and and uh, representatives from uh the white house come here and make that announcement uh we are so excited to welcome siemens mobility to our our area and they are making uh, a 220 million dollar investment here in lexington and bringing 500 plus jobs and when i Say five hundred plus jobs and I mean living wage jobs mm-hmm. uh, jobs that you know, can support your family jobs that uh, pay an average of fifty two thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know Lexington has traditionally been known as a textile and furniture manufacturing mm-hmm. community and and as Joel mentioned uh, in the 90s all of those jobs um, you know dried up essentially we had a, a you know huge evacuation of of jobs and with that, the local economy. But we are seeing so much positive growth right now in this manufacturing renaissance, and it truly is a game changer for our community. And we just couldn't be more grateful.
2: I think that's a key word uh, there, Jason. For you personally, how does that make you feel? I mean, either as the mayor of a fine city such as Lexington, and like you were saying, with so many of our listeners, that's what we I think a lot of people, whether from the area or who visit Lexington, are likely told, well, this is an area that's only known for textile or furniture manufacturing. But now you have these super major companies that are now coming to the area.
4: You know, in terms of how I feel, mm-hmm. I, I just feel grateful, candidly, uh, Renee, that uh, you know, uh, being traditionally known as a textile and furniture manufacturing city or municipality. Right. And, of course, we can't forget, forget our barbecue and our annual <laughs> barbecue festival uh, that, we are, that we definitely are known for. Right. But now, um, I think I'd shared with you during uh, a last, uh, our last program, my parents moved here after they met at the School for the Deaf in Morganton yes. in 1965 when mm-hmm. furniture was booming and they were both able to go work in the furniture industry mm-hmm. make living wage uh wages and you know have a home and and raise their family and by the time my dad uh, was reaching retirement uh, every uh, single furniture manufacturer had closed here in in lexington and mm-hmm. and also in thomasville mm-hmm. and so now to have those jobs come back to That's this cool. area over the last two years, and then here recently with Newcore and Siemens Mobility, mm-hmm. um, it, it really is reinvigorating the life into this community um, with the excitement of being able to have living wage jobs where you can raise your family in this right. community and enjoy everything that it that it has to offer. We're seeing a huge boom in housing uh, as well, and you know, in 2018 we had a hundred. Uh, single-family residence permits uh, Mm -hmm. come through uh, our planning and zoning. And and last year alone, it was 1,500 units. So we we couldn't be prouder uh, and more grateful of the growth that we're seeing here in this community.
2: Absolutely. Jason, and you touched on a, a really key point, because not just in the Lexington communities, but I think in all of possibly all 100 counties of North Carolina, we are seeing things grow. We are seeing things thrive. I know, being a resident of Winston-Salem and in the Kernersville area, just about every other week there's a new housing development that's going up where families are moving and creating new neighborhoods. But it also made me reflect on the fact that there is a rich history as far as the furniture industry, because when we think about the furniture market, when it comes to High Point, it attracts not only locals, of course, but it attracts people who come from outside of the United States who are coming from different countries but at the same time now in addition we're adding these fantastic manufacturing and workforce development jobs with the major companies that we just mentioned so it's even putting Lexington more so and in cities like High Point more so and other surrounding areas on the map your your thoughts on that
4: you're you're absolutely correct, Renee. I, I think that one of the things that the Triad uh, area has to offer is, first of all, just location. Right. Uh, location. It's centrally located, up and down the East Corridor, mm-hmm. uh, eastern half of the United States Corridor, if you will. And when we're looking at you know these multinational companies like Egger, who's from Austria, right. uh, like Siemens, um, who is from uh, from germany uh, they're they're looking at where could they best centrally locate uh, in order to be able to best serve their clients, and then where can they um, adequately draw from a workforce uh, that either um, previously existed or one that can be cultivated and which and I know that that 's something that you 'll be talking about with your with your other guests as well. Thanks for
3: segue, Jason. Let's uh, (laughs) bring in uh, Nathan Tongle, the Career Services uh, for Career Technical Education Services at Lexington Senior High School. Nathan, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, so tell Renee about what you do and the yes. day in the life of getting <laughs> these kids that have no clue about manufacturing to start realizing it's okay to work in a factory. Okay, so uh,
5: here at Lexington Senior High School, I work uh, um, with really with all the kids um, that I can to try to help them um, find their niche right. uh, and figure out what they're good at and what can help them have a livable um, livable uh, career. And um, I work with the community college with the Career and College Promise Program, and I, I, have, I send a lot of kids to the four-year college transfer program. Uh, the majority end up going to the four-year college transfer program, and I'll talk about that more in a moment. Um, but I also talk to students um, about all the opportunities that you guys have already been discussing with um with careers and in industry in this mm-hmm. area. And, um, and uh, the barriers I run into, uh, well, there's, there's several of them. Um, I w- the school calendar law is one. Um, and, uh, for whatever reason we can't get the state of North Carolina on board with, uh, trying to modify that so we can align with community colleges. Cause they are integral in, uh, trying to, uh, get these kids started early. Uh, in in, um, in the community college and getting uh, certifications that they need to hold these high-tech jobs uh, to um, and to keep industry here. I mean, if we can't get kids in school, then um, at the college and get them certified in these things, then uh, these people are going to end up leaving and going somewhere where there's a more educated workforce. But we, we won't get into school calendar law now unless y'all want to. The other thing I run into is perception. Mm-hmm. The perception. Um, perception in this I would say in this state and uh ever since I was in high school back in the 90s early 90s uh parents have this perception uh that their child should not settle uh, and, and whenever you get a job with the trades it's considered settling um I've had uh, numerous parents say uh they um they don't want their um their child to settle uh, they want their child to um, be the man, not work for the man. Mm-hmm. Um, this, it, it, the perception, and even amongst the lawmakers, if you look at the general, um, the course of study in a high school, the course of study in a high school, sure it has electives uh, in the course of study, uh, but it's highly driven to um, put kids in a pre- position to go to a four-year college or university. It's um, It's It's not structured in a way that um, pushes kids toward...
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
5: A career uh it's uh you know for instance like you have to have four Englishes to graduate you have mm-hmm. to have four maths to graduate um and they're they're not um, I'm not going to say they're not useful um because they are useful uh, uh but like they're not pinning calculations um that's not a choice
2: as a math class, and Nathan, um, I I don't mean to interrupt, but it also to me and listening to you with this, it's also saying that you know why bother going to a community college or a two year school? It's it's almost as if that's that's kind of like a bad word or it's a bad thing, you know? Avoid community colleges because they're not going to give you that you know that workforce experience like a four year university can do. So it's it's almost like they they want. The kids to just bypass going to a two-year school, but look at the growth of what many community colleges in our area have to offer to our kids now. That's just as good, if not in some cases better, than four-year universities and schools.
5: I, I would say I would argue that it's probably better mm-hmm. um, because you know it's it's one of those things that you're you're only limited um, by what you know. Right. And I think right. in four-year schools, um, you, you may have a, a B.S. in business administration, mm-hmm. uh, but a kid that goes to a two-year community college, uh, if they if the programs they go into, whether it's in IT or whether it's in machining or um, drafting AutoCAD, they're going to get certifications. Right. And those certifications are um, to the business, uh, the industry um they are more important uh, than a four-year degree Mm -hmm. Uh, because you have to have certifications to do certain jobs. And like four-year schools don't do a lot of focusing on that. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are exceptions, um, but, you know, as a general rule, if you get a four-year psychology degree, yes, you succeeded in that first generation where we talk about first generation, you know, we want first generation kids to go to college and, and be something, but you know, being something it can mean a lot of different can be a lot of different things it's, uh, it wears a lot of different hats in this world um is what i've figured out and a lot of the kids whenever i was told to be something whenever i was in the 90s it hasn't changed much um my mom wanted me to go to a four-year college um, and anything less was a failure but my right. friends that uh when it got heat and air certifications, and now have their own heat and air business
4: mm-hmm. with twenty,
5: thirty employees, they're doing way better than Mr. Tonsil over at Lexington Senior High School um, that hasn't had a raise um, from the state in several years. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not begrudging where I'm at because I am, you know, God put me here uh, in this position, and I'm helping all the kids I can. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I don't care. Teacher, no, I don't tell them not to be a teacher. I but I want kids to know the opportunities that are out there and they pick which ones are going to fit with them. And we have kids that they're open minded, the parents are open minded. And we have kids in machining at Lexington uh, with the college, we have kids in industrial maintenance, we have kids in welding, we have a bunch of kids in welding, they love welding. but again, they're earning certifications that maybe they do go on to a four year school someday, mm-hmm. uh, but they'll always have the trade to fall back on to, uh, you know, to make some money if they need
2: to. Absolutely. And here's a great uh, opportunity to include our, our next great panelist in Lewis Judge, who is with the business and industry leader at Alamance Community College, another fine uh, community college in our area. And Lewis, your thoughts to what Nathan did? just spoke about or just spoke on.
6: Yes, thank, thank you for having us uh, as a part or a guest on this panel. Um, great panel, great great topic. Um, definitely something that we're passionate about. As others said, we see the growth that's coming to the state of North Carolina, which is, which is exciting. We see the opportunities to get individuals trained, and we see opportunities for to get individuals employment. You know, as we said earlier, livable wages. Um, As I meet with companies, part of my role um, on the economic development side of my, my, my job is to actually help to recruit some of these companies to the area. And so I feel like we're doing a great job of recruiting these companies to the area. What I also feel like we're doing a great job of and what we can also do a better job of is making people aware of the amount of opportunities that are coming to the area. Uh, as you mentioned, you have thousands of job opportunities, and so we want to make sure that as we recruit these companies, we're training up and skilling um, the workforce so that they can – so that we don't lose these job opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so as you mentioned, the community college can definitely help with getting, getting folks certified and getting people employed. Um, and so, it, you know, it, it is our role to – to do that, uh, some of the highlights that we have coming to the area of um, Alamance uh, County is uh, we have a new school of biotechnology, and so when you think of biotechnology, you think of companies that are like LabCorp that have been in, in the community for years that mm-hmm. are expanding and need uh, students that are graduating in those majors. And again, these are liberal wage jobs. Um, you have companies like Toyota and Ventas, where we're actually working directly with them. Um, in a partnership with the other community colleges in the area to develop curriculum that is specific to those to those industries. These are major brands where you come to community college, you get assessed to understand where your skill level is at. Um, you sign up for a specific curriculum that will help you get employment at those at those companies. And so, to me, uh, we talk about four year universities, but it's really a no brainer because of the fact that you can see the end. At the beginning, once you start, you can see the end in mind. Hey, I want to work for Toyota. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to get started. Let me get assessed to really understand where my skill set is at, and here's a job that's related directly to my skill set. I'm going to get trained, certified, and the employment opportunity is already there. Um, Another quick thing that I want to speak about is the apprenticeship program. Mm -hmm. You know, you have great apprenticeship programs across the, the state where you're actually getting paid while you're in school, and as I already mentioned, that you can see the job opportunity on, on other side.
2: Excellent conversation. I'm so glad we will be able to continue this. Lewis Judge, that is an excellent stopping point. Nathan Toggle and Jason Hayes joining me, Renee Vaughn, and Joel Leonard here on the Weekend Edition of Community Focus. We're going to take a very quick break because I want to get back to this great conversation. So keep it here. You're listening to the Weekend Edition of Community Focus, and we will be back right after this. Welcome. It is the weekend edition of Community Focus. You have us here on our Odyssey stations every weekend. And Radio Family, I look forward to this time of morning to share with you good people who are doing some amazingly fantastic things in our community, our topic of discussion, and our continuing wonderful conversation the Manufacturing Renaissance discussion, and we have another esteemed panel joining me, Renee Vaughn, along with my buddy, Joel Leonard. We have the Mayor of Lexington, Jason Hayes, with CTE Career Counselor of Lexington Senior High, Nathan Tongle. Nathan, did I say the last name correctly? I'm, I'm always not wanting to butcher people's names. <laughs> yep, yeah, that, yeah, that's close enough, everybody. Yeah, okay. okay. Tonjo, okay. Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much, sir, for your patience and understanding. And last but by no means least, Lewis Judge, who is with the business and industry leader at Alamance Community College. Lewis, I wanted to actually start with you because for those who may not have heard our earlier conversation, and, and Nathan, I wanted you to also chime in on this, being the career counselor at Lexington Senior High, how do we get our young ones, our children, not only started, but interested in workforce development, in the manufacturing sector, to work for the major companies that are coming here to the Piedmont Triad? Lewis, we'll start with you.
6: Yeah, so one of the things that I I feel that we have to do is we have to go uh, to to the youth. We have to go to individuals that are looking for opportunities in the high schools, um, as well as we have to do more community events. Um, I've met with a number of the manufacturers in Alamance County, and they said their doors are open. They want people on a weekly basis just to just come in and understand that manufacturing is no longer dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer unsafe. You know, it's well lit. It's, it's well ventilated. And so they I, I, are actually opening their doors. Uh, for example, uh, ABV, which is the manufacturing company here in the, in the electrical space, they said weekly their doors are open on Wednesdays where individuals should open to the community where individuals can come and do
3: a tour the to facility. Uh Sandvik uh, Corporation. Uh, oh my God. I just, tell you, Renee, you don't mind me chiming in a little bit, no, no, you, Lewis.
6: No problem, no problem.
3: Uh, let me tell you, I Lewis sent me on this tour uh-huh. and I, I it was it was mind blowing. I mean it was clean it was I mean it, a lot of the manufacturing plants are clean now but most people don't know that. Right. They think it's dirty and nasty and all that. This place was completely the clean super clean environment. You don't have uh, somebody deburring some of the machining processes. Right. They have what they call digital twins. Mm. And and so they actually you have to work on the computer and the computer automates all the processes there in that facility and and so you're actually you actually get to do a dry run mm-hmm. of the machines and the whole process before wow. you do the run wow. and they have all these protection systems and all this this technology in order to advance it and and they were now called a digital lighthouse and these are terms that we're going to be seeing out in the marketplace. This right. is going to be the future manufacturing, in in the machine shop. This is nothing more than a machine shop, okay? Yeah. But this is a lot more than just <laughs> your normal machine shop. They make uh, uh, the cutting tools for all the machines that are uh, all the aircraft, uh, the engines. Uh, the c- cell phones, mm-hmm. all these things, are one of the top five machine shops, and they have four manufacturing plants. And the Sandvik Karma. I-, I highly encourage any kid that uh, young adult that would like to work, go take a tour there. Take families. And get work with Lewis and, and get into that factory. It is
2: incredible what they are doing. And, Joe, let me add to that because I think that's a key factor, especially with our generation of kids now. If you really want to excite them, give them something visually. Let them see it. Let them touch it. Let them feel it. I know I'm that type of person where it becomes really an exciting opportunity for me if I can be hands-on in learning something. It's one thing to just instruct the kids, but then when you give them an opportunity to to feel it, to touch it, to make it, to put it together, I I, I think that puts a, a fire under some of them. At least that's that's what I come across in in what I'm hearing from from your. What do you think about that, Lewis? No, that's
6: that, that's that's excellent point. And one last thing I want to just throw out is that. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to continue to do events like Made in Alamance,
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, where you actually go to the mall and you, you put up booths of different companies that make stuff in, in Alamance. And to that point, you know, I know we have other folks on here other than Alamance. I think it should be a uh, Made in North Carolina huge event mm-hmm. that kind of travels the state so that people can understand that some of these great uh, tools and resources that we use every day are made right here in the the state of North Carolina. And so, like you said, that would get folks excited about the fact that this was made in North Carolina. You know, we have a company called Lotus Bakery. Um, They're the ones that make the biscoff cookies that you eat on airlines. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that that's made here in North Carolina. Um, you know, for the whole U.S. is made right here in North Carolina. So that's just an example of, I think that would get people to understand some of the things that you eat, you purchase, you use, that make your life a lot easier are made right here in your state.
2: Absolutely. Now, Nathan, I want to engage in conversation with you on this. And, and, Lewis, your feedback, too, to add to it. And, and Jason, feel free to chime in as well. Being the, the girly of the group, and when we talk about workforce development and just manufacturing jobs, we really want to dispel the myth that this is just a guy thing because, you know, we come from generations in which these were prim- primarily jobs that were held down by men. But, of course, that's that's totally changed because you have more young women, you have more women in general that are getting into these particular sectors. So let's let's address on how to get the female population or even young girls... Excited about doing this because a lot of them probably are told, "No, you can't do that because that's that's the thing that only men can do." What what's the feedback on that from, from the panel this morning? Okay, well, um, I'd like to
5: uh, speak on that sure. and um, and to, to sort of piggyback on that, on uh, what Lewis said um, about you know getting a, getting the word out there that mm-hmm. well, you know this is what we create in North Carolina. I think I think um, and you, uh, hopefully you'll see where I'm going with the young ladies in a second, but. I I think um, kids only do what they know, and so whenever you talk to um, high school kids, Mm -hmm. uh, ladies um, and young gentlemen, you um, come into those situations where they they do what they see. Okay, so they see these four year colleges on um, March Madness. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they think that they see those young kids going wild in the students in the stands. They think that's what they're supposed to do. Their um, parents see that. You ask them what kind of career they want. The young ladies say they want to be a nurse. They want to be a pediatrician. They say something that fits with the stereotype mm-hmm. of, the, of the four-year college and their gender. Um, and um, and then their parents also, they don't know um, what's out there, so they also they go along with that and they encourage it. Mm-hmm. And I think with the young ladies, I think just trying to um, – they trust their teachers, um, they trust their coaches, and they trust their parents. And I think if we can get um, parents and teachers, uh, coaches, if we can get them to believe that there are other ways to a successful career and a successful life, then we, I think, then they will help um, in that process with these young ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, going into these non-traditional career areas that they, too, can excel in um, and do very well. Um, For instance, I have this young lady. She's in the 11th grade Mm -hmm. and um, is on track to get her two-year associates in the automotive technology program over at the community college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's really kind of cool to me whenever Mm -hmm. you can (laughs) encourage a young lady to do something like that because – there's a lot of young ladies that have good hands-on skills they have um they have an eye for these things um you know they they like welding i have a young lady right now that wants to go into welding next year she's actually in the autocad class um that we had on our campus um that's sponsored by the community college and she's loving it um and she wants to take applications into welding so i i think um you know those two young ladies had that perception because they were encouraged, mm-hmm. not just by I me, mean, it wasn't me alone. I mean, right. it, you know, their parents saw that they have an aptitude and that that is a viable career option for them. So
2: I like and that. And that's the
3: loudspeaker, everybody, of his school. So uh, oh, okay. <laughs> worry, there's not a bomb that's going to blow right, up. Right, Exactly.
5: Not <laughs> to happen. Everybody's going to third period. Sorry about
2: excellent, that. Excellent. Excellent. Nathan, thank you for sharing those experiences with those two ladies because I just wanted to quickly say, as you were sharing, I was just picturing and giving let's let's give this illustration. Nothing is cooler than being able to see a young lady or a woman get under the hood of a car, know where the carburetor is, how the motor works, how it runs, how to yep. change a, a, a timing belt. Or even how to change a tire if if the car should right. go flat or you hit a nail, and so it really isn't just a guy thing. So thank you for that.
6: All right. All right. <laughs> one one thing, if I may, if I could just um, sure take it back on that, and I, I do it extremely fast. What we do at Alamance Green College, we do a uh, ladies takeover tech um event where we actually wow. have um the females from the high school come over and uh-huh. actually participate in all the trades. Our number one instructor here at ACC in the welding department is a female uh, instructor to the point where we actually have been offering midnight welding classes. It's been that Beautiful. that much of an interest in it. Wow. And so we definitely have seen an uptick in minorities. We've, have, we've seen an uptick in uh, females. And so to your point, we are definitely changing the stigma that the trades is just for males.
2: Yeah, and it really, that that's the exclamation point on what we were talking about when our young girls and our young guys can see there's someone who looks just like me that's doing this. If they can do it, so can I.
4: Renee, uh, Jason here, along those yes. lines, I think, um, you know, as I've heard the conversation, one of the things that's really, really important that's been highlighted here mm-hmm. is that uh, everyone can see a pathway. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. I get to that opportunity exactly. and I think that you know one of the things that that i 'm participating in here uh, this afternoon is there 's an elementary school here in Lexington mm-hmm. uh, that is hosting a a workforce fair event, and there are multiple employers that are going to meet with fifth graders Wow. Um, here, here in Lexington, and Nucor, as a, the company, the steel uh, rebar man, manufacturing company that I had mentioned earlier, is going to be one of the uh, companies at that event, and just exposing to fifth graders what it looks like to work in a advanced manufacturing uh, company. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joel and I have talked about this a lot, just you know, really introducing. Um, Early and often what these job opportunities are Mm -hmm. will help create an interest or spark an interest uh, for them to potentially later uh, take on uh, these great opportunities.
2: Absolutely. And you know what that also says to me, Jason, is being a fifth grader, that's a ripe age in when, and and I guess all of us can can relate (laughs) if we all were to, to reflect and go back when we were that age, I know for me that that's a time in which our brain is still developing. It hasn't even begun to be close to its fullest potential. So to have these kids exposed to this as young as that, that's got to be a fantastic opportunity. I know those kids are going to love this.
3: Yeah, and Absolutely. to echo, to kind of tie into several of the points y'all are making now that, uh, I learned, and I'm very disappointed in it. If you go to some of the privileged schools around the state, you will see dozens of 3D printers, lasers, all this CNC equipment in the school, in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And and the kids, they, they've got to do more than just get a tour. They need to have it in the media center. They need to be becoming manufacturers. When you use a 3-D printer, you are essentially fabricating something that you conceived, and then you it actually produces, and you can go sell it. Mm-hmm. And Lexington Senior High School is doing great, but they do not have but two 3-D printers, mm-hmm. and they have one in the middle school. They need more. Uh, I would highly encourage anybody that cares is to go out and spend $200 and buy a 3-D printer and donate it to the school Mm -hmm. and any other school that you find out that doesn't have that technology.
2: Absolutely. Um,
5: I don't know if y'all want to go here or not, but uh, you also have the problem – bell's ringing again. (laughs) You also have the problem that um, if you do have all that great CNC machining uh, equipment or if you have – um, any of these um, programs in the high school, or even at the community college for that matter, the problem has become that these these folks can make so much more money in the industry working than they can teaching in the school or um, at the community college that that we can't we just can't get people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could go into that a little bit uh, further at another time. Like, we've tried to start programs here at Lexington um, for areas of need, and we can't get the skilled teachers to do them because they can't take the pay cut. Um, And that's, I think, like my young man in industrial maintenance at Community Mm -hmm. College. Um, he just told me that um, one of his instructors was leaving uh, to go back to industry to make more money. Um, and that's a great instructor that is, does a lot to inspire my kids whenever I take them on tours. And right. I can't believe they're going to lose that guy. Mm-hmm. But there's, I guess, I guess the, that lawmakers need to decide, you know, um, we're we getting all this industry here. Um, you know, you got to pay people to uh, teach these students, adults, you know, to do these jobs.
2: Absolutely, gentlemen. Let me ask each of you, and 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 feel free whoever would like to get the ball rolling or the conversation started before. So, let me take this opportunity to welcome some of you who may be joining us. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Heard every weekend and right here on our Odyssey stations, every weekend engaging in fabulous conversation with members of our community-focused family. This weekend, the topic is Manufacturing Renaissance. Our discussion continues with the mayor of Lexington, Jason Hayes, Nathan Tonjul. Nathan, did I get it right this time? We did. Got it! Yay! Uh, with the CTE Career Counselor of Lexington Senior High School, I, I I just get excited when I can pronounce names correctly. And Lewis Judge, who is the business and industry leader at Alamance Community College, my question to you, gentlemen, and and also Joel, with you as 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 co-host and host of this program as well, what can the community do? What can we as individuals, whether we have sons or daughters or we don't? How do we as a community contribute in helping our young ones who do want to get into the manufacturing sector, who do want to be the future part of workforce development? How can we contribute?
4: Well, uh, to get started, uh, go ahead, Jason. No, 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 please, go ahead.
3: Well, I was just going to say it would be wonderful for those who are, you know, getting a full-time instructor is wonderful. But mm-hmm. if we can get those that have a proficiency and don't mind teaching, uh, there are, believe it or not, there's a 16-year-old kid up in Virginia who uh, I met when he was nine years old speaking at the White House. And, and this kid loved, his parents had told him, he says, hey, you need to go teach classes. So you don't have to be uh, – you can get all kinds of folks to teach, uh, uh, to contribute, and that's where the community needs to be enabled to do so. Uh, the schools need to let the kids teach the other kids. They actually are, pro- in some ways, even more effective because it's one of their own that does that. So if you can get some uh, – inculcate the uh, attitude of serving your 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 others and – Again, 3D printers are cheap. You can get an any cubic uh, photo uh, resin based printer for 200 bucks. You can get the uh, Ender 3D printers, uh, and you can get some American made uh, right here in Greensboro. Fusion Three Design makes 3D printers. So, uh, and 3D printers again is just one tool in this whole thing. And so, uh, but I do think we've got to grow that talent pool because. That's the and again that's the life in the school system there, uh, uh, Mr. Tongel's uh, environment, everybody. But uh, uh, now, y- y'all say the rest. I'll let you take it from there.
4: Renee, I was going to say that um, uh, I think the key for us moving forward, as mm-hmm. as uh, public sector, private sector, uh, and to to Mr. Tongel's point earlier uh, as well, I think partnerships are really going to be the key for us moving forward. I think that uh, local governments have to p- partner with uh, local school systems to uh, to meet their needs, and then we also need to rely on um, uh, the private sector companies like um, Siemens Mobility and Nucor and Egger and others that have been mentioned uh, to uh, to to invest in uh, cultivating talent. Uh, within our communities. And we've, ar- we've already seen that um, when NewCore made the announcement here in Lexington uh, that they were planning to, to come to Davidson County. Uh, they sponsored, uh, uh, wrote checks uh, in sponsorship of uh, Thomasville City Schools, Lexington City Schools, and Davidson County Schools, up to a million dollars um, in... In um, funding for each of the school systems, and those are the types of partnerships I think that are needed in order to mm-hmm. to kind of uh, to cultivate this this workforce and it also um, takes um, uh, you know entities at the at the uh, federal and even state level uh, to support uh, bringing companies like Siemens Mobility to this area and then partnering with uh, groups like uh, the community college system to ensure that that we uh, are t- um, cultivating the skill set that's needed for these employers I think uh, again partnerships are what are needed in order uh, at all levels in order to to make this uh, a success. Yes.
6: And the piece i wanted to chime in was to speak about was i feel like there needs to be investment in educating parents because i feel that a mm-hmm. lot of times we focus on the students that don't necessarily have the last day mm-hmm. you still have to go in and and, and convince mom and dad uh, and grandma grandpa you know aunts and uncles that may have been burnt by the manufacturing industry in the past by manufacturers closing up and going overseas while manufacturing is back and so i think that there needs to be an investment to actually change the mindset of the parents that are actually um, will help these students in the decision-making of, you know, whether they should go to a, a four-year university, whether they should go straight to uh, the community college, whether they should go to the military. So just help them to, under, to better understand the opportunities that are out there so that we can help drive the youth in the right direction.
2: <laughs> and, gentlemen, what I really appreciate in hearing all three of you, uh, two things. One, reaching our kids at an age as early as possible, but also at the same time, we are, as we're having this conversation in the month of March, and I'm thinking in about three or four months, some of our kids are getting ready to graduate either from high school or from a community college or four-year university. What are they going to be looking for? They're going to be looking for jobs. They're going to be looking for a way with which they either support themselves individually or if they're in a position where some of our older students, as we like to call them, our older adults, were either returning to school to further their careers or to simply just do a complete 360 in terms of leaving a career to start a new one that can better them. I'm thinking how timely with this conversation that we're having that most of these kids and some of these older adults will be able to fill these jobs by the time we get to the end of 2023 going into a new year your thoughts or feedback on on that particular situation or as we're having this conversation today
5: well um i, I can just say that you know like it's critical to get the get the word out there to kids because we have so many you know, they graduate from high school, and if they don't, um, if they don't come in contact with folks like us, and they don't have good college, uh, good um, high school counselors, and or they don't have parents pushing them, you know, a lot of them will go to. To a four-year college. Well, forgive me because I'm driving. I'm taking a kid to a um, internship. <laughs> You're actually
2: that's why it's live yeah, that's radio. It. That's, the, that's the joy yeah, of live yeah, radio, yeah.
5: Nathan. <laughs> so, he's actually my machining student. He's going to, the, um, going to his machining internship. Excellent. But anyway, um, but if they don't have the, you know, if they go to a four-year college um, and or, if, you know, a lot of them come home and they're like, what now? Right. And, you know, and a lot of times they just sit at home. Because um, the parents don't know what's out there, they um, and um, the ones that leave the high school, if they didn't get, if they didn't get the right communication, the right contacts, or the light bulb didn't go off, you know, they sit at home where they um, they get maybe go from part time job to part time job, and there's so much more out there. So, like Lewis said, you know, just getting the word out there um, with the parents and and um, and just, you know, getting getting the community involved where they're convinced that they're. These are good jobs, They're good careers to have, um, and it's not—it's um, not embarrassing not to go to a four-year college. Um, yeah, I think I've got friends that are like that. Their, their children had to go to four-year colleges because it is there is a stigma still in this country yeah. with the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you got to think. I mean, uh, you know, uh, we, we wouldn't be able to do it without manufacturing. We, Absolutely, we would not be. Not be the country we can be without manufacturing, so you know,
2: I wish we um, had another I wish we had a part three to this. We will because obviously, and and Joel and Jason know this, but nathan and and Lewis, because you are the other newbies to our community focused family, which you that title disappeared when you first <laughs> spoke on this program. <laughs> so welcome to the family, gentlemen. But I just wanted to say, Let's get out as much contact information for people who are listening, who do want to be in contact with anyone who can or is willing to share information. And, and Joel, of course, I'll I'll start with you. How best to reach out to you?
3: 336-303-8660. I'd rather take calls from listeners than I would from spam. So please call me three three six three oh three eight six six zero. And uh, I will be more than happy. Text me your information and, and I'll try to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you so much, everybody. For Absolutely. It we went longer than what we normally do, but it was such a good
2: It was. That's why I hate to see it <laughs> yeah. come to an end. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And of course, with this program you are not, for, for our new ones who are officially a part of the family now, this isn't a one-and-done deal for me. There there are no goodbyes just until next time. So Jason, Nathan, Lewis, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for being a part of our community-focused family. Joel, thank you, as always, for everything. Just when I think we can't outdo ourselves, <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that in a bragging sort of way, but thank you, my friend, for bringing... The every guests that we have better. every week, it and just gets better and get better. To out
3: full contact information, please yeah. do real quick here, uh, if you don't mind.
2: No. Go ahead.
4: Renee, folks can uh, can reach me uh, at mayorhays at lexingtonnc.gov.
2: Okay. Very good.
4: Lewis judge, lewis.judge
6: at alamancecc.edu, area code 336-506. Four two zero seven. Thank you for the opportunity.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you, Nathan. And you
5: can email me. Uh, That's the best way to get me. And if I do not respond, like Joel knows, you just email me again Um, because I, you know, we. It it seems like every kid at Lexington Senior High emails me, but um, that's the best way to get me. It's n t o n g e l at lexcs dot org. Thank you, Nathan. Yep. Thank
2: you. You're so welcome. Thank you, gentlemen. I didn't mean to cut you off, Nathan. I apologize. No, but Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Radio. Absolutely. I appreciate each and every one of you. Good
3: job, everybody. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For a blessing in our communities.
2: That's right. And thank you. Thank you for thank the you. opportunity. Thank you. Radio family, thank you for the good things you're doing in our communities as well. You have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus here on our Odyssey stations. Everyone, please stay safe and indeed no goodbyes just until next time. Take care.